Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about our recent Board of Supervisors meeting. Thanks so much for being here. Glad to be here. Happy New Year, everyone. Wanted to summarize our first meeting of the new year, which was held on January 10th, last Monday night. On the 10th, the Board of Supervisors met, and that is our first organizational meeting uh, each year. The board elects the chair and vice chair and assigns various committees at that first meeting. And at last night's meeting for 2022, the board elected Sherry Blevins, uh, Supervisor Blevins, to be our chair for the upcoming year. She'll be uh, replacing Steve Fijikowski. Steve served as chair for two years and serving as vice chair for 2022. Uh, Mary Biggs, Supervisor Biggs, will be continuing in that role. So uh, look forward to having Sherry and Mary as our leadership for the coming year. And uh, we'll be, we also, as I said, assigned a lot of committees and responsibilities last night. So it'll be a busy year ahead. Yeah. And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, Chair Blevins was elected to the Board of Supervisors, I believe, in 2019. And then um, Chair Vice Chair Biggs, she was initially elected to the board in 1996. So we have a, a lot of, uh, uh, she has a lot of experience and a lot of great um, wisdom, I think, after serving all these years on the board. So. Yes. And also, uh, I believe it's the first time two women have served in the chair and vice chair roles at the same time. I, Is that accurate? I believe that's correct. Uh, our clerk, Vicki Swinney, and I were talking this morning. We're going back through the records and looking, but I believe that's correct, which is wow. quite an honor uh, for them and quite an honor for the county. And so in addition to the uh, participating in the board meetings, what are some of the main tasks that both the board chair and vice chair do throughout the year? I know you mentioned the boards and commissions and committees and all those things, but. Lots and lots of meetings. I've always said that, uh, you know, board members spend a lot of time in committee meetings and uh, representing the county on various agencies and commissions. Uh, the board chair and vice chair really uh, have a big role in a lot of those groups. Uh, we have a lot of liaison groups that meet with the schools, that meet with the other localities. Um, the other big thing the chair and vice chair do is they are, um, while they don't have any more in terms of voting rights than any other board member, they help set the tone for the agendas as we go through the year. Um, staff assembles the business items that need to be addressed at each of the board meetings, but it's ultimately the chair and vice chair's call as to how things get scheduled on agendas and um, um, what things, um, timing for various actions and activities. So uh, it is a very important role and it, it is nice uh, to see that uh, Sherry and Mary together will be providing that. Sherry uh, has a lot of great ideas. As you mentioned, she's uh, just came on the board in 2019 and, as I've told Sherry, she started in probably one of the most challenging times uh, ever for a board member because right after she got on the board, COVID hit. Uh, so she's not had the typical uh, new board member experience. Mary is well-seasoned, has been BACO president. She's uh, been around for a long time. So the combination of the two, I think, will be really good for the county in leading us through 2022. So, oh, in last night, 
was the first meeting, January 10th. It was great. And uh, in following what typically happens at each Board of Supervisors meeting on the first meeting of the new year, the board also uh, took care of what they called organizational matters for the year. And why is it important to outline these things, the meeting dates, the rules of order, and uh, their parliamentary procedures? And they even established a code of ethics and standards of contact, conduct. <laughs> why is that important every year? Well, it's critical that uh, for transparency and for our citizens to see uh, their local government in action. You know, the board's required to meet in a public space that's easily accessible by citizens. That's a basic requirement of local governing bodies is they have to be accessible. And we've taken a number of steps to uh, go beyond that. Even uh, we kicked off our renovated new boardroom last night, which is uh continued to add accessibility features for the public. It's added some accessibility and safety features for the board. Um, so it's important that the community sees that transparency. One thing I'm very proud of uh, is, of course, the board follows Robert's Rules of Order, the most current edition. But what I'm really proud of is they've also outlined 21 rules that they want to follow as an elected body that outlines how they'll vote on items, discussion items, handle appointments to commissions and other boards. Uh, it, it's not unique, but it's certainly not something that every local government does. And I would encourage folks uh, to go to www.montba.com to take a look uh, at some of those uh, 21 items that they've outlined uh, to check out the details of those rules. Uh, also, one thing, as I mentioned, I'm very uh, proud of, and very few boards do this, is they've outlined guidelines uh, that they uh, want to follow and impose on themselves related to ethics and conduct. Uh, these originated from uh, respect for the office that the elected supervisors hold. They recognize that respect, and they also they desire to represent our citizens well and be the best stewards of the public office that they hold. Uh, and those also were posted on www.montba.com. It's, it's pretty cool. I would encourage folks uh, when I speak to other local governments around the state, many times I'm asked if we have something like that and we do. And inevitably I'm asked to share that with other local governments. So it is something that's really uh, nice to see our board upholds and thinks is important. And that's something that our board seems to do on a regular basis. They just outline the things that they've taken to the next level and they've taken it a step further. And so one thing I want to point out, uh, you mentioned that there's a, our, the boardroom has been recently renovated and uh, the January 10th meeting was our, our first meeting in that room. Um, but one of the things that taking public meetings and making them accessible, our board takes that to the next level as well. And uh, they've been live streaming their meetings for a very long time, especially at the beginning of um, when we had the, the COVID come to our community, we decided that we would, you know, make sure that if folks could not meet with us in person, they were going to be able to access us uh, at our meetings live online at least. And so um, that's something. And then all of our meetings are recorded and they can be viewed on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Montgomery County VA. But something else big happens this time of the year. It's, um, you know, we get through the, the first meeting and we find out who the chair and vice chair are going to be. And they 
they do all the organizational matters, they get all that outlined and ready to go. And then it's time to start talking about the budget already, the next budget. Yeah, that's that just boggles my mind. Uh, you know, it seems that uh, each year the time just goes faster and faster. And one thing that I was thinking about earlier is uh, when I got into local government, the first budget that I worked on was the fiscal year 1990 budget. So uh, now we're going to be working on fiscal year 2023. So I, you know, I guess I must have started when I was 10. Uh, Time has that fallen. Math adds up. It must have been 10. It must be. I was either 10 or 11. I can't remember the first, how old I was, but um, yeah. The And, you know, in those 30 some odd budgets that I've worked on, it, it's a basic formula every year. You, <clears throat> you first start off taking a look at uh, how your revenues are coming in for the year. You look at what possibilities and challenges you may be facing with those revenues going into the new year. And then, um, you start asking your departments and your board members what it is they see as priorities for the upcoming year. We started that process for fiscal 23 last night uh, at the January 10th board meeting. We held a public hearing for citizens to provide input. Um, I've always, that's a, that's a requirement in Virginia law. And I think it's interesting because having a public hearing on the budget before we've even really started talking about the budget seems a little strange. However, uh, I've always said that is to let the public know that we're moving fully into budget season. And as I shared last night, uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for public input on the budget. Um, the budget is not adopted uh, by the board usually until the end of April. And there will be another formal public hearing on the budget the first Thursday in April, which I don't have in front of me right now, but we'll certainly be publicizing that. And also any board meeting uh, from now until the budget's adopted, citizens are welcome to come under public address and speak to uh, what concerns they may have about the budget. Uh, Again, we always welcome citizen engagement. Uh, And last night, I'll I'll mention this, there wasn't an agenda item for a public hearing on the current year budget. Anytime we have a budget uh, resolution that may amend the budget by more than 1%. State law requires us to have a public hearing on that amendment as well. We had a public hearing scheduled last night for the 21-22 budget because we thought as we were going into the meeting last week that we would have an amendment that was going to affect more than 1%. It actually didn't. So we did not have to hold that public hearing last night, but it's always important Uh, that we let the public know when we're making modifications of that magnitude to the budget. So, And that first April is April 7th. Thank you. There we have it, April 7th. Um, Also, so, you know, you mentioned we have opportunities for citizens to address the board during uh, public address, but there's also uh, citizens having the opportunity to address the board at every meeting. Um, It's something called the public address portion of the meeting. So, how does that work? What is that about? That, that is absolutely right. At, at, at each meeting, we allow time for citizens to address the board on whatever topic um, they desire to address the board on. They have four minutes. Uh, the requirement is that uh, the citizen come to the dais 
uh, state their name and address, and they don't have to give a specific street address. They just have to state that they're a resident of Montgomery County, um, and they can speak for up to four minutes on any topic they desire. That is an opportunity for the citizens to share concerns with the board. It is not a form for board members to respond to those comments from citizens. Uh, many times over the years, citizens have come and spoke and will stand there like they're waiting for a response. That That is not what that forum is for. Generally, if there's an issue or concern brought to the board through public address, staff researches that, provides information back to the board. and If needed, it's addressed at a subsequent meeting. Um, so there's another thing that's on every agenda. It's the consent agenda. So will you please tell me about that? What, that, what is the consent agenda? The consent agenda is uh, a way to take care of a lot of business items that are routine and non-controversial. Um, consent agenda, anything that's on a consent agenda basically is something that it's anticipated that there will not be any discussion on that item. There's no concerns about that item. And in all likelihood, it's something the board would unanimously vote to approve. Uh, the perfect example uh, is uh, meeting minutes. Uh, minutes uh, for meetings Unless a board member has seen something that they feel needs to be changed, and I'll mention that, uh, they go on consent agenda. Any item on consent agenda can be pulled off and added to the regular agenda by a motion of a board member. So if staff and the chair and vice chair have added something to consent agenda that they feel is non-controversial and routine, <clears throat> but a board member wants to have discussion on it or wants to make a specific point about that item, um, they can make a motion to remove that from consent agenda and add it as an item under new business, which um, occasionally happens, not very often, but uh, they can certainly do that. Sometimes if there's an item that a board member just wants to make, if it's an item that they, for whatever reason, cannot support, they will ask that it come off the consent agenda so they can vote on it individually. Uh, at the January 10th meeting, uh, we approved minutes from the last four meetings of 2021 under consent. They approved a few, the board approved a few routine appropriations and transfers. Uh, the board approved an easement for AEP to cross county property in order to provide service to a couple of new facilities uh, that are being built. Um, Typically, they approve appointments and reappointments to a number of county boards and commissions under consent agenda. Last night, for example, on the 10th, the board voted to approve Dr. David Moore to the Social Services Board and also appointed Bree Hopkins, who's currently serving as the interim planning director as the county subdivision agent. Well, thank you for that. So every... Uh... Every meeting tends to have this, this, these typical things on them. They also have what is called new business. And uh, last night was no exception. And you alluded to this earlier. Uh, this meeting, January 10th, the board had a, uh, a new business item where they spent some time working through who was going to serve on what <laughs> in terms of the boards and commissions and committees. So that's another thing that typically happens on their first meeting. And uh, this year was no exception. That's correct. At uh, the first meeting of the year, um, there are 14 additional boards and commissions that uh, the seven board members serve on in various capacities. 
Some of those are predetermined based on who's elected as chair and vice chair. They automatically serve as on represent, as representatives for some of those boards and commissions. Others, it's up to the individual board members uh, as to whether they want to serve or not. Uh, last night went uh, fairly quickly because uh, the same seven board members that we have for this year are the same seven we had ending in 2021. So uh, I don't, other than the changeover with the chair role, I think everybody else pretty much kept the same boards and commissions they were assigned to last year, which uh, made, made for a very short meeting. We've had some years where that activity takes 30 or 45 minutes, but we zipped right through it last night. It always feels like it's going to be a, a, an exercise where they have to either kind of a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of a debate. But uh, as you said at that January 10th meeting, they just breeze right through it. <laughs> It was super simple. And to see the various appointments and who's serving on what committee or board or commission uh, or agency a representative, please visit the website, montba.com, and you can view the Board of Supervisors page, and we've outlined all of that for you. And uh, thank you for so much for sharing the recap of the first meeting of 2022. We really appreciate that, and we look forward to the next time. Well, thank you. It's always uh, a pleasure to spend time with folks explaining a little bit about how the work of the board is done. And uh, also, I appreciate this opportunity after each meeting to, to brag a little bit on the great work that the board's doing on behalf of the citizens of the county. And uh, certainly, uh, as always, appreciate the great support that staff provides uh, to get things done on a daily basis. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to chime in. And our, our format today was a little different. As Jen and I had talked, we wanted this to be a little bit more of a discussion and informative. And uh, let us know if you like it. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. And I'll, as always, if you want to learn more about Montgomery County or the Board of Supervisors in general, please visit uh, our website again at www.montba.com. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks so much.